ESG. ESG is a hot topic today, but to what extent is your organization focused on the S of ESG, the social element? Every day, we hear about a new violation in society, whether it's a royal staff member abusing a black woman or leaders in the police and fire services allowing structural and systemic violence of women to continue turning a blind eye. At Belonging Pioneers, we're passionate about social justice at work. It's what we live and work for. But what exactly is social justice? And why does the UN have a World Day of Social Justice? This season, our podcasts are shining a light on social justice. What makes it essential for a well-functioning workplace? How does conscious and unconscious privilege keep social injustice in place? And what can leaders in organizations do to increase social justice at work? And why should they bother about that? Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast, a podcast by Belonging Pioneers and Culture Lab Consultancy about the questions and ideas around the hidden barriers to achieving our DEI goals, our ESG goals. This is where we erupt the constraining impact of privilege and explore new possibilities in the context of shared power and purpose. If you've been listening to us for a while, this is season four. And if you're getting value from our podcast, please do take a moment to rate our show. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It makes a huge difference to us to know that we're providing something that's useful. And to help us do that also, please do send us your thoughts, your questions, any reflections you have. Reach out to our team using the links in the description and tell us what you like or what you dislike, what you'd like to see more of or less of, so that we can produce for you what's relevant and valuable. So now in today's episode, we set the foundations for the series, for these conversations about social justice and why it's important. And we do that with our team because our team are really passionate about this. And I want you to hear directly from them their thoughts and their experiences of working in this area. We're going to explore in this episode how each of us can increase our understanding of social justice. You'll hear how we individually define social justice, and I'm sure you'll be surprised by the variation in our approaches to learning about social justice, whether that's coming from an analytical point of view or a heartfelt point of view. You'll find it all in our team members, and that's what I think makes it so special. We'll be exploring why the UN has a day of social justice, how we at Belonging Pioneers are marking World Day of Social Justice through balancing the scales and how you can become involved with that. And a little bit about the UN goals and the ones that we're working towards and what we think is important about that. I hope you'll find that useful and valuable. Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast with me, Ishreen Bradley, Chief Inspiration Officer at Belonging Pioneers. And me, Kami Nuttall, founder of Culture Lab Consultancy. Privilege is a conundrum that dilutes the culture of fairness at work. And as a leader, you recognize that your organization has more to do. You want to create success through connection and belonging, and you're unsure about how to make it happen. Now, the Privilege Eruption podcast is where you have the opportunity to evolve breakthrough thinking about the impact of power, privilege and purpose and how that shows up at work. And in these podcasts, you will gain the courage and confidence to realize a culture of inclusion for all. So welcome back, everyone. Really 
really excited about this series. Season four um, is all about our theme on social justice. We've got some exciting episodes planned for you. Um, We're going to be exploring social justice from different contexts. So new year, new topic, but still, still relevant to our conversation around equity, around inclusion, around belonging, and also, you know, diversity, privilege, all of those things that we that we talked about in from seasons one to three. So thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Continue to like these episodes. Um, and you know, send us your questions as as they're coming up. Really excited for this conversation for this episode because I'm not. It's not. It's not just myself. It's not just Ashreen. We've got the entire team here. Yay! So, yes. <laughs> so we've got the entire team here to talk about social justice, about the season, about what's coming up, and some um, some reflections, perhaps some opinions. Um, and I'm very excited to to share with you what we're what we're planning as a as, as something that's in support of Social Justice Day, which Ishreen's going to talk about. So, just people around the table, Ishreen, you're back, well rested. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good trip. I was in Sri Lanka for my son's wedding. Fabulous, just the most good amazing wedding. time. Beautiful, amazing, amazing. Yeah, beautiful. Roger. How are you? I'm, you're I'm frequently alive. on our podcasts. I'm alive. So... I've, I've, I've survived another Christmas season, so I'm still Yay. in one. Yay. <clears throat> Yay. Welcome. Shadi. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? You keep us ticking over. Yeah, I'm doing fantastically well, well rested, had a lovely Christmas with the family. Oh, it's such a wonderful time. Yeah. Such a privilege. <laughs> good, good, good. So this series, as everyone knows, is about social justice. So Shadi, tell us about, you know, what this is. Yes. So social justice refers to a political and philosophical approach that focuses on the concept of fairness in relations, you know, between individuals within society and um equal access, you know, to wealth opportunities and, you know, social privileges. So it is based on the belief that everyone should have um, a right to equal access to employment, training and development based solely on merits and on their capabilities. So, yeah, and it it is um, based on the United Nations General Assembly. Um, Yeah, and it was... um, it was declared that in on the 24th of February in 2007, um, that it will be recognised annually as the UN World Day of Social Justice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, the UN World Day of Social Justice is such an important day. You know, it's a day um, where we get a chance, I think, to reflect on how we can achieve fair outcomes for everybody, whether that's through employment or social protection or social dialogue, just the the fundamental principles that underlie our rights at work. And mm. we see that more and more come under the microscope, don't we? And, um, you know, we might not think of the 
royal family as a business or as as work, but it essentially is. And we've all yeah. um, seen what uh, what has happened, where um, gosh, I can't remember their names, but there was that eighty three year old um, woman who works for the palace who decided yeah. she had the right to touch someone's hair to see if there was a badge on her blouse. Yeah. And then ask her where she came from, you know, and, and yeah. that happens. It's like, you know, that's mm. that is a work setting because that yeah. was an official event, you know. So yeah. so we, you know, it it it's still a really current conversation, and we've got a lot of work to do in that area. <clears throat> so we, like other organizations, have chosen to engage proactively and recognize the World Day of Social Justice because, you know, we think that's an opportunity for everybody to recognize the importance of equity and inclusion and contribute their best ideas. Uh, guys, yeah. I'm, I'm talking a lot because I'm really passionate about this. And, you yeah. know, we're, we're, you know, um, you know what? We're passionate as an organization to UN Goals 8 and 10. So, you know, Goal 8 is decent work and economic growth for mm. every human being. Uh, and there are lots of sub goals within that, which we can talk in a future episode. And goal 10 is reduced inequality. So those two goals are essentially our reason for existence. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, so I'm really excited because we're celebrating in a couple of ways. We're balancing the scales for social justice on the 20th of February, right, Chardonnay? Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes Which is, you know, the UN World Day of Social Justice. It's yeah. annually recognised. So that's an amazing day, you know, to yeah. raise awareness, to raise our voices against, you know, social injustice and to promote social yeah. justice yeah. in every aspect. Exactly. So it's a, it's going to, we're going to have a charity event. We're working with this amazing charity called Hope for Children that's uh, a name that, well that's balancing the scales for children all over the world and we're funding mm -hmm. projects in Sri Lanka India Uganda Kenya and England right so um so the privilege trail walk we're going to <clears throat> have that as an event to give the first I, I think it's about six people who win prizes for taking part yeah. in the privileged trail walk right it's going to be a, a lovely event in central London with inspiring speakers and We'll be sharing from the Privilege Conundrum. Gracie's writing a briefing document on our research so far. <clears throat> and, um, oh, and, and Chardonnay, you'll be doing a Privilege walk there, won't you? You'll be yes. doing some little, little, um, little experience of that. So, you know, yes, lots a of, lovely taste lots of, um, <laughs> Yeah, lots of energizing and reflection mm. um, then. And, and of course, we're, we're, um, raising money from now because we launched it um, in December, didn't we? The Privilege Trail Walk. So we're hoping that lots of you have taken part in that. Um, our website, belongingpioneers.com, has all the information you need on how to participate. So please join us. N nice plug. Yeah. Nice plug, Ishree. Oh, you know me. I love to get a plug in, don't I? Well, you, know, you, know, that, 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 you know, you can hear the passion good, in your voice. Absolutely good, hear the passion. Good cause. The commitment. And you know, I feel like we've we, we've we've always contributed to the goal around balancing the scales around inequality, and I feel like this is a culmination of all of that work we've been doing. So yeah. it feels like we're we're sort of coming home, but we know there's more work to be done. If that makes Not. sense, I don't know if that metaphor yeah. works. Roger, <laughs> come on, tell us what you think. Well, um, 
Hi, everyone, and um, thanks for having me on the panel today. Um, I did my usual thing. Um, I kind of, I kind of had a look at the word social justice, and I wondered what what did that mean, and, mm -hmm. and what it was, what does that actually mean for for for, for people in everyday's life in everyday lives, and and. I thought, well, the words themselves sort of give it away. It feels like there should be some fairness and equality and stuff like that. But that, I, with a bit of digging, I found I found that the the concept of social justice is broken down into four elements, and um, it's interesting how these elements work because there are two that are kind of positive elements, and there's two that are negative elements when the two positive elements aren't really working. Um, and <clears throat> I think, for instance, last year was a year where actually, with, if, even if you didn't re recognize the term, the word social justice was popping up all over the place because mm -hmm. the concept of fairness, the use of privilege, access to, there were all sorts of things going on last year, uh, quite a few in the political sphere as well, talking about ways in which we can change education, ways in which we can change the health service, mm -hmm. and a number of these ideas being, you know, well, we'll privatize, we'll create privatized opportunities, and that will take pressure off the rest. But what it'll also do is it will take all the talent into those private, yes. private solutions, and then the rest will be left with what the rest is. Um, oh, that's called that's called privileged structures, doesn't isn't it, Roger? It's creating it's, privileged structures. It's it's, it's generating privileged structures, mm. and it's and it's not essentially the first element of of social justice is called distributive justice, and it goes mm. against the principles of distributive justice, mm. which it says economic justice and fairness for all every for, for all not not just economic, but in the things that they people receive and have access to. So, for instance, the NHS has been has been a massive exercise in in distributive justice that the UK mm. is is rightly proud of, which is currently being edged away into something very very different. And mm. what what I would hope for this year um, is that we don't we're not having like a, a a social justice day. That maybe we could move towards social justice day, triggering people's activities for the whole of the rest of the year. And that's what I'd like Amazing. us to yeah. do as well. Is to get. Yeah more consciously about social justice because because sometimes we all go oh well there's nothing you can do is there you know it's mm. particularly when when politics is involved um we've seen last year therefore in distributed justice you can see unfairness in in services income and all the various support mechanisms for instance i i'm a firm believer that the whole concept of a zero hours uh, uh, contract is is a is an absolute definition of unfair distributed justice because it puts pressure on individuals well, and takes. I, I I have I have a different view. Well, I have a counter view to that, Roger. Yes, go for it. That zero hour contract can benefit those people who do other work as well. Ah, no, so they're in control of their hours. Yeah, that's that's a very that's a very good that's a very good point. So, what I would say, therefore, is zero hours contracts that are imposed on people rather than something that is used as part of the flex. And, and I think you, I think what you've said is hits the nail on the head, don't you think? Uh, about about the imposition of something, you yes. don't have a choice. Yes, yeah, and, and choice and, is taken and, away from you. And in yeah. fact, I can see Ishreen and Shadi really nodding. <laughs> yes, because it's so true. Yeah. 
And I'm I'm somewhere in the middle on on this. So my observation is that the concept of having choice is wonderful, mm-hmm. but mostly people don't have choice. Very few yeah. people on zero hours contracts actually have the freedom of choice because they're worried they'll right. lose the contract if they don't oblige yeah. when they're called yeah. on to work. Yeah. And then they're and many people the, the pay is so low that um you know they need to do a lot of hours in order to be able yes. to live. Yeah. And that's I true. A, I have a, a Ukrainian family living with me escaping the war. And the mum can only ever get zero hour contract work. And in in the case of those roles, those roles are offered and there are more people doing the roles than they need to have. Therefore, nobody gets full employment, but they're doing it to ensure that if one walks away, they've got that flexibility. And it's it's just cynical. And they're doing it to the very people who are es- escaping a war. And they're coming mm-hmm. here and then they're getting they're getting mm-hmm. they're getting social yeah. injustice applied, yeah. which which is which is an interesting thing. I, 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 well, I'll, okay, I'm gonna can I jump in, Roger? Yeah, just sure. two things on that. Um, one amazing work from yourself, your family, taking in a family. That's amazing. Yes. So just want yeah. to acknowledge that. That's amazing. amazing. Really, yeah. really, really, really well done. Yeah, it's awesome. And the second thing, as you were saying that, it just reminded me, I don't know if you all remember, but years ago, was it Poundland? I'm going to name and shame them. I'm sorry, because I think I think this is the practice was terrible. So I remember there was a number of graduates who were going on to these um, uh, going to the job center, signing up. And one of the one of the contracts that they had to sign up to the, the contractual relationship with the job center was they had to take the work that was given to them. Wow. Or they'd lose their benefits. And one of the, I'm simplifying it, but this is how I saw it. This is my lens on it, right? So so they basically, for example, with Poundland, Poundland let go of a number of full-time staff or yeah. or actually changed their contractual hours mm. so they could take on these graduates who were working for nothing because it was experience. Yeah. And yeah. I remember reading an article about a graduate who had an opportunity to go and work in an area that was their specialism. I can't remember what the specialism is, but the job center said, no, you've got to do the Poundland work. So Poundland were getting free labor. There's yeah. something wrong with this, the yeah. system, right? This it's is, you're talking about redistributive power, right, Roger? Yes. This yeah. is how power institution, power in institutions work. This is about structural institutional yeah. power mm. that has a say on how you how you do your work, where you go, without, without. Yeah, I would go so far as to say this touches on what we're going to talk about in the next episode, right? Structural mm. violence and social justice at work. It's yes, it's it, very relatable to that. That's it is what was, it's, exactly what I was thinking when I was going through these four elements. It did seem to me that it, when I did the research, it lifted the topic to to suggest the kind of conversations that we might be having. So yeah. we could, for instance, within this series, maybe touch on things like uh, privatization. We could we could t- touch on the impact of edu- access to education and health. We could talk about the impact of 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 the way in which employment contracts work, because each of them has an impact on on different ranges of people. And I hadn't conceived really that the connecting 
the, the connectivity between these issues is actually the term social justice. Uh, and therefore, as, a, as, as, as kind of like lifelong activist from a particular political party perspective, it's, it's, I feel rather embarrassed that I hadn't really been using this term a little bit more. So the distributive justice is like the, the, the core value proposition of, of social yeah. justice. Yeah. When, when when distributive justice isn't quite working, we get into this concept called procedural justice. In other words, it's it the outcome may not be the ideal outcome, but the process by which we came to it becomes transparent. Mm-hmm. So people can explain why it's happening like this. And I, I think I, I I don't think this is happening right now, but I would expect mm a procedural justice to be the way in which it's explained why somebody is picked off the beaches in Kent and flown to Rwanda. So, you know, if if that pro- pro- process ever works in that way. But the procedural justice is a way of saying, well, this is what's happening. And look, it's a really difficult situation, but it's the fairest we can be. So distributive justice is about fairness. And when you yeah. can't be fair, procedural justice kicks in to say, Sorry, we couldn't pull it off quite as much as you'd li- you'd have liked it. Um, uh, and um, surely, surely, procedural justice is more also about um, our court systems. How it is, you know, yes. how we how we go about passing through procedure an outcome, an an a, 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 an output, a judgment, an opinion. Or whether something somebody gets something or doesn't get something. Exactly, and it's it, exactly it's the same thing as universal credit, for instance. Whether that's the right way of doing it or not, but it's mm. the process by which it is distributed that makes it fair. But, uh, so it's the it's the procedural justice of universal credit that people claim is fair. They don't claim having people really poor and starving is fair. They claim that they're doing the procedural justice as well as they yeah. can. And, so and, that's. Yeah. So this is, a, this is layering now. Let, let, mm. let, me, let me finish and sure. on the four because it because it connects together. So distributive sure. justice is the what I would interpret as the central theme of social justice, right? Which is about fairness and everybody getting mm. equal opportunity and equal access. When yeah. that can't be achieved, we go down to procedural justice, which is which is about transparency of why it's happening in this way. Now the next step, I think, is now in the curve back towards the negative. Because the next step is restorative justice. So this was in the headlines last year, where where we where other non-Western nations were saying the West has got to pay for the pollution, the polluting they did in the past. So restorative justice is how you generate elements of reparation yes. for the things that you That's got fair. wrong in the last. In in and so we can mm-hmm. obviously you can look at terms like slavery. You can look at terms like environment. You can look at terms like economic wealth and value and just you know theft of artifacts all sorts of things restorative justice is trying to put right things that that have already happened Mm -hmm. so here we go that's how it's sinking down distributive justice is what we're after procedural justice is what we use when it doesn't quite work restorative justice is the action we take when you get it wrong Mm -hmm. the next element is called retributive justice which is revenge. Oh. Okay. And <clears throat> this takes place as punishment for wrongdoing. So, sorry, can I just say, as you said that, my dog just went crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might have done something on the carpet earlier, so he doesn't want any retributive justice. Um, I could not think of an example where retributive, where, where, where I, I could think of ways in which restorative justice could be a very much appropriate, right? Whether people will accept or it or not. Uh, but particularly restorative justice would apply where somebody is consciously today, in today's society, making those decisions, definitely there, and almost certainly definitely for certain active, activities in history as well. But retributive justice is revenge. And I couldn't think of an example where retributive justice ever really worked. Um, and maybe let's pause there. Let's, yeah, let's pause there. Let's pause there. I think I think you've said there's quite a lot in what you said. And I know Ishreen's got some thoughts on this. So have you got a question or a comment? So what have you got reflections? I'm, I'm reflecting on actually restorative and retributive. Mm. Sound like the actions would be the same, but the intention behind it would be different meaning yeah that's what i mean so like is um the industrial nations paying money for nations that are affected by floods and storms but don't have the money um to recover from those is that restorative or retributive so that's restorative Okay. Because what that's doing is taking somebody might say, Well, we warned you there was going to be a flood and you didn't take any action. So the restorative justice is yeah. to get compensation for the people that okay. were affected okay. by the flood. Okay. So what's an example of retributive justice? Um putting Matt Hancock in I'm a celebrity and making him eat animals. <laughs> but he chose that for himself. No, I know. I'm joking. I'm being <laughs> I'm being facetious. So this could, uh, this so this would be like fines for when I think I think I've got it. This is for when I don't know oil companies cause <clears throat> oil leaks and into the oceans, and then they've yeah. got to pay money. So um, to or to taking pay, taking Russia out of the United Nations, different parts of the United Nations because they're they've they've started a war against Ukraine, for instance. Mm -hmm. Retributive is 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 revenge. Punishment. It's a punishment. It's punitive, isn't it? It's a punishment. Yeah, it's a punishment. And as so, a consequence, it never works properly, right? Mm -hmm. It never mm -hmm. fundamentally works. You well, find uh, that's BP, a good question. So, you find so BP a million dollars for an oil leak, and they put the prices up mm. to pay for it. Right? But isn't that the Bring same with the restorative? Work. Isn't that the same with restorative? So, um, you know industrial nations need to pay so they tax people more um in fact it, what i when i read into restorative the differences in restorative justice mm. you could take for instance leveling up in the uk mm -hmm. is restorative justice mm -hmm. you're, you're pushing more emphasis towards the northern transport infrastructure than you are yeah. towards the southern yeah it's it there's a there's a there's an element of of compliance within restorative justice that the per, that the that the offender is basically initiating the procedure of restorative justice mm. the difference with retributive justice is that the offender is not <laughs> instigating 
that reparation or, it's forced or, or, mind it's forced. you i don't know i don't know if um if it is voluntary i think cop is forcing people in that example cop is forcing industrial nations hands to it's interesting it's very subtle difference yes there is a very subtle difference yeah um, uh, but but they those those nations may also be involved with the decision yeah so cop is a, is a collective decision making okay. process that's so you, the difference. You're in the, you're in the room, even though you're implicating yeah. some of yeah. the challenges. Yeah. So with they, restorative, you have a voice. With um, retributive, you don't have a voice. Yes, that's the difference. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And mm. the, I, and, right, and the, but if 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 and and the final conclusion I got from this is if retributive justice, revenge, is the last recourse for the absence of distributed justice, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because people, the revenge itself is an inappropriate, quite often an inappropriate action. And that, that that's one of the challenges. And I, I, as we go, as you go through the series, maybe something to look at is what's the consequence of not having social justice? If, 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 it, if nice. that's a nice question, is revenge, then maybe we've got to do something differently in terms of social justice that was the, the conclusion i got from reading into it but it's a bit grim but something for us to do something about right no definitely definitely so so you know if we have a quick flick through our our episodes we're we're talking about structural violence in the workplace next so we you know we could, we could definitely have a look at those four types of justice there so everyone you can now see why roger is the person who does all that analysis and is the source of our privileged conundrum right he goes straight into one of the facts and how can i interpret this based on the facts so roger thank you so much for what you did there we really hope you enjoyed this episode thank you for joining us Our intention is to bring you new insights about the impact of power, privilege and purpose at work for you and for your organisation. You can check out our episode description for social media accounts and don't forget to send in your questions and you can send those to our email equitychampions at belongingpioneers.com. We look forward to sharing more about power, privilege and purpose at work with you on this podcast. Now, if you got value, please remember to share it with your networks. Please leave us a review. And as Cami said, please do remember to send us any questions that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye.